Camilla Caterpillar kept a caterpillar killer cat. A caterpillar killer categorically she kept. But alas, the caterpillar killer cat attacked Camilla as Camilla Caterpillar catastrophically slept. Just to get our, you know, get the vocal cords going. That's our Android poem that. of the week. <laughs> but yeah, I'm taking umbrage with the fact that yeah, did you follow it the second time through there? I think I followed it the first time, but then you confused me by trying to explain it. Yeah, well, and I don't know if this is true to the original poem here, but they've hyphenated between killer and cat. So mm. Camilla Caterpillar kept a caterpillar killer cat, whereas I argue it should be caterpillar killer, as in caterpillar hyphen killer cat. A cat that kills. Cat that so kills I guess it, it depends on what the main subject of the poem is about. Is it about a caterpillar that kills cats or a cat that kills caterpillars? Well, well if, Camilla- you, if you hyphenate killer cat, then it implies that the cat is a killer cat and also a caterpillar, which That's seems true. unlikely. Mm. No, I think cat- Camilla is the the protagonist in this mm. story is actually a caterpillar. Okay. Although how a caterpillar uh, how a caterpillar is going to keep tabs on a cat is anyone's guess. I'm glad we cleared it up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, all the best tech news. <laughs> <laughs> all the best tech news and more. For those of you still listening. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> that, that sounded very clear. But hang on, we've already had three people talking, so how are you? New fourth microphone. New mic, innit? Christmas. Here it is. Yep. 50th. Yep. You're absolved of it, like any problems you have today, it's okay, because this is technically the test podcast for the fourth microphone. Yeah. Hmm. And what better way to do it on the 50th podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. The last podcast of the year. Yuletide greetings all, one and all. Uh, David, um, how's your week off been? Uh, it's been a mix of doing jobs and playing Skyrim. Mostly. Oh right, okay then. Still, One. still playing Skyrim. My, yes. my Christmas wish is that you'll finish Skyrim. I have actually started making some progress on the main quest because I think I've finally started running out of side missions to do. Okay. Are you one of these people who likes just to get one hundred percent? You've got to do every single possible. Or yeah, is it just in Skyrim? Pretty much. Or just in every game? I mean, I've not started on any of the... I've got, I bought the Ultimate Edition at some point, so mm. I've got all the add-on packs, and I've not done any of those missions. Yeah, um, don't worry about those. But yeah, I'm, I think last I checked, I was at something like 179 hours played, and I uh, have not got very far <laughs> through the main story at all. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. one of the nice and also most damning things about Steam is that it tells you how many hours you've yeah, sunk into stuff. So, Sean, you've been playing um, Kerbal Space Program, haven't I you? I have indeed. Which is, I'm right in thinking it's NASA endorsed or they got some help from NASA I'm to make it. I'm not entirely certain, but it is. Or NASA helped them with their yeah. their calculations. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like the physics engine has probably got some sort of input from maybe yeah. NASA. I, we'll I want to say that NASA... Like looked at it and someone unofficially said, "Yeah, that's pretty good." Gave it a <laughs> thumbs up, <laughs> slapped a NASA sticker on, on what, it. What do you do in Kerbal Space Program? Well, in the Kerbal Space Program, you build spaceships and you attempt to go to assorted planets around the Kerbal Space System. Mm. Um, it's solar system. It's it's which is based on the main on Earth solar system or our Sol. Based system. on like real physics, real, isn't real it? Real the yeah. real uh, laws of physics and. Yeah. You can't just whack something on which is not going to be aerodynamic and, and hope it's going to get in space. You, you've got no chance. But, um, but you can. the nice thing about it is that you can get quite a lot further than we've actually managed to get so far with 
going to places like Mars and mm. um, and getting big space stations and mining operations on the moon. It's great. Yeah. I've, I'm, I think I'm clocking up to about 70-ish hours so far. Okay. So I, you've I, got I, to the moon. You were building a space station last time I spoke yeah, to that you. Is, that is fully, fully built, ready for refueling on my Ma- Mars mission, which is soon to be launched. Okay. Probably, probably completely fail, but... You know, that's half the fun of it, right? I've got everything crossed for it. Yeah. My Christmas wish is that your space station is successful. <laughs> I've got a great segue here. Okay. Are there any lightsabers in Kerbal Space Program? I, I feel like you can probably get a mod for something like that. Okay, then. Yeah. Great. Oh, speaking of lightsabers. Oh, wow. It's strange that you brought that up. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny that's that's bring that up. like that's planned. Um, first of all, thank you both to Adam and David who are coming in to do this on their day off. Uh, taking Not one for the team. We just love it so much. Yeah, and I understand it's especially hard for you, Adam, because you were up till 3 a.m. Uh, what were you doing? I was watching the new Star Wars. <gasps> came out yesterday, wow. midnight. So, yeah. This is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Okay, right. Whereabouts did you go? Did you go Cineworld? No, unfortunately, I had to go to the Odeon. Oh. The booking system, we were going to go to showroom, but the booking system was down, and right. we didn't want to chance it and wait. Mm. so we just got yeah. odin it was bad <laughs> we we had we moved seats actually because people were talking really yeah it was bad why, uh, why would you go to oh, a premiere and talk through talk? it Ugh. yeah it just was the worst it was bad i think the i mean i didn't want to kick off it in the middle of star wars <laughs> <laughs> in the most joyous of times but um so we just got up and moved a few seats down i think they kind of got the message uh, they stopped. They stopped talking after that. But did you did you move back once they stopped talking? <laughs> no, no. Okay. What was the demographic mostly? Uh, was it mixed students mainly? Right. Okay. A lot of men, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you might expect. Uh, any 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 cosplay? Anybody dressed up? Yeah, a couple of people dressed up. All the cinema staff were. Um, and then there was a couple of people watching dressed up as well which nice. what did they choose what were their outfits uh, Jedi's mainly right. no Darth Vader's Classic. any Captain Picard's or Spock's because <laughs> that would be that would be impressive yeah a, a Spock or a... I think there's a, there's a counterculture of people who turn up to openings like this dressed as characters from other series I'm sure there's plenty of Gandalfs at the you know, when starts no, Harry Potter films open and yeah. things like that <laughs> Gandalfs when Harry Potter films open uh yeah, I like because oh, it's wizards. I'm oh, gonna go dressed as Gandalf to get, as right. opposed to oh, see, see, yeah, yeah. Your, your Dumbledores and your Snapes. <laughs> okay, and was there uh, a general good vibe though, apart from the talking? Yeah, um, that's the second film I've been in. Well, actually, no, it's the third film I've been in where people have applauded at the end of it. Okay, it was cool. rapturous. Was po- it positively rapturous? Applause, F- yeah. foot stomping. Yeah, people loved it. It was it was really good. Okay. Um, Are we talking better than the Force Awakens? Uh, I don't know about that. What What was your opinion on the Force Awakens? I loved it. I mean, I, I know why people wouldn't like it because it is basically like a reboot of A New Hope, mm. and that's the thing. In this one, there's a lot of sort of references to the original films as well. I think from now on they've kind of got to stop doing that because yeah. they're not standalone films otherwise, you know. 
It's mm. like, oh, look at this. Remember this from Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. So so a disclaimer, we won't talk about any spoilers or... or yeah, yeah. We better not, because I'm going to see it on Saturday. <laughs> this is it. You've got to move around this stuff like, you know, like you're treading on... Eggshells. Eggshells, that's the one. Um, because Star Wars fans are the most ardent of fans. And just Indeed. Sci-fi uh, fans in general. Um, yeah, but it's based, the, the, the premise of it, from what I understand, is it's like based around that throwaway line, isn't it, in Star Wars about like, oh, the Death Star plans or whatever. Yeah, the Death Star plans were, it was like a mission to steal the Death Star plans, basically. That's what the entire film's about. Okay. Um, there's there's some pretty bad things in it, um, bad which in I can't sense. tell. I can't tell you, but you'll know what I mean. There's two particularly standout things that I did not like. Oh, right. Okay. Um, bad as in like, not good. Yeah, mm. uh, I don't know. I think I've read online that some people thought it was fine, but it sticks out like a sore thumb when you see it. Um, okay, right. Well, it's. I mean, well, I, I could guess. I can just tell you. Generally, it's there's a couple of CGI characters in it. Okay. And uh, it's this thing we were talking about the other on the other podcast. Oh, you know no. the um, what's it called? Where where we looked at the Japanese schoolgirl. Oh yes. yeah, the, the Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. That is so prominent when you're looking at these characters. It's right. It <laughs> just stands out massively, and it's. Mm. I don't think they needed to do it. It's kind of mm. like they brought it on themselves, you know. <laughs> yeah, they got they got cocky. Yeah, overconfident. But it is really good. It's a great Star Wars film. I'm looking forward to the first time that you'll be able to look at a CGI character and not be able to distinguish. But then I'm also dreading it at the same time. Mm, I just don't think they can ever do it. No. You're always uh, going to yeah, know it's but CGI. But bet people said that about something that they then went on to do. Mm. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> a specific just, just imagine how bad, you know, this, this post-truth world would be if you could just CGI Donald Trump. Well, burning the American flag. There was wasn't there technology um, a while back. I can't remember if we talked about on the podcast where you could basically take um, images of somebody and then you could uh, act out like a speech, for instance, and then sync up the image so it looked like they were saying it. That's right. I think they used it in. I can't remember if it was affiliated with Disney or something. But yeah, you you ask someone to read through. Uh, a sentence with a certain tenor so this time you're angry this time you're scared and they can line them up on top of each other and sort of seamless seamlessly transition between them so if you say okay i want you at the end of this sentence to come down like a little bit of uncertainty in your voice then they could do that yeah and you basically build a computer model that you can then use to say whatever you want to say wow build a cgi puppet version so there you go it might be closer closer than you think Where in the in the on the pantheon of Star Wars films would you place it? Mm, it's a good question. I was I'm still like, are we like better than the original three, but but then not as good? Uh, no, it's better than Episode better One than to Three. One, two, Absol- three sorry. Absolutely, like everything's going to be better than those three. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Like the final act of the film is just non-stop action. So and then there's like some really big moments in like the last five minutes okay. that that are obviously leading into a new hope so you kind of come out on a high and you're like oh that's amazing and then when you look back th- there is flaws in it i don't know it's better than all three probably better than return of the jedi i'd probably put it on par with a new hope uh, like but it's, it's kind of its own thing it's its own side story yeah it's like like fr- from what i've heard like you don't get the opening crawl you don't get no. swipes between scenes no it's trying to be 
Yeah, and that you can tell they're doing that. It's not John Williams that's done the score as well. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but okay. it and it and it, fe- it feels a lot different to a Star Wars film. It's like an action film set in the Star Wars universe. Is it? Is it? Is it grittier? Is it violent? Yeah. I mean, what is it? Is it twelve? Uh, good question. I don't know. It is. It fi- it feels a lot more violent. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it's all like a lot of it's shot on handheld camera as well. So okay. it's kind of you know they they kind of going for that gritty realism shaky type cam thing. stuff. Yeah. There was a bit of that in um, Force Awakens when they, and you have to forgive me because I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema. That bit where they go to that pyramid. Is there a pyramid? <laughs> and then there's some tie the fighters. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> and there's, do you know they're remaking that by the way? Yeah, it looks awful. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Who's in it? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Of yeah. But are they doing it? They're like. It's got Dr. Jekyll in it as well, so I think they're going for like a universe kind of thing, like the rebooting like all these like old That's horror odd. concepts. Wow. Yeah, you can't you can't start a new film nowadays without having it tied to some kind of big cinematic universe. Into the yeah. infinite stones or whatever it's called, the Marvel one. Okay, right. So yeah, I mean, what I've heard about it was that it's it's the first film that treats Star Wars. You know, is a reminder that you know it. War. It's in the title. It's yeah. It's, it's very much film, a, an action. Well, I've heard that this one was is is being made like a war film. The next one with the Han Solo film is going to be shot like a western, and then the last one I think is more like a spiritual t- film. Um, so yeah. Have they got a title for the the Han Solo one yet? I don't think so. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It is really good. Definitely go and see it. Um, and it, obviously it's like. It's hard to say that it's better than the original Star Wars films, but yeah. just because oh, of the yeah. nature of like what they can do and the budget, it's gonna be a better film. Yeah. But you, it's kind of sacrilege to say that it's yeah. better. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. David, no. at what point? Because am I right in saying that originally A New Hope wasn't Episode Four? That it was retroactively put in that it was Episode Four. I want to say that's true. Yeah. Do you think that was in response to the success, and they thought, right, okay, well, at some point we'll probably have to visit the origin story. So, because I remember specifically being sat sort of at the kitchen table in our old house when I was a young lad <laughs> sitting there thinking about Star Wars and thinking, Bleeding. I should probably watch the first three films now because I've only seen four, five, and six. So, mm. and, and in my head, I could see what it looked like. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, f- the first three films. So I said to my dad, can we, you know, can we watch the first three? And he said, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead what? to me. But, but like George Lucas always intended that. Like there was, he shot the like even A New Hope when it was just called Star Wars. He shot extra scenes, knowing that in years' time he would go back and put in CGI and add things that they didn't have the technology to do at the time. Right. Which is kind of genius in a way, but yeah. very badly executed. <laughs> yeah, it kind of didn't really pan out. There was. Well. Do you ever? Do you ever watch the show Time Trumpet? Uh, no, like I've heard a, of it. I haven't seen it now. It's a like spoof thing. It was basically the idea was it was kind of like a documentary looking at um, kind of events in in the recent past, except it was set a few years in the future, like twenty years in the future or something. Yeah. So it was kind of like talking about all these kind of looking at the the twentieth or twenty first century, but. Like obviously stuff that had not yet happened right for okay us. then um, oh i see yeah. but yeah that one of one of the jokes in that was about george lucas's funeral and how he'd actually died 10 years before but he delayed his funeral until the special effects were good enough <laughs> 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 oh, very good 
Oh yeah, and when was that released? Uh, not sure. Adam, do you know when that was? Um, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, maybe. Okay, it's probably quite old. Okay, um, I've just I've up. just googled, um, and yes, the film uh, A New Hope was originally released as Star Wars without any sort of episode four or subtitle of A New Hope. Mm. Um. But yeah, it it does not say on Wikipedia as far as I can tell. Not Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, yeah, why? Is there a simple dot Wikipedia? <laughs> just gives things that like... That was good. I like that. <laughs> Galactic basic. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Right, okay. So um, this is the 50th episode. Very proud to be here, halfway to 100. And it's also coincided with the end of the year so i thought today in the spirit of podcastness we might have a little discussion about other podcasts you know for once talk about something other than ourselves so i just thought we'd uh, we go through and basically discuss other podcasts that we're listening to because uh, we, we give some lip service but in the next couple of weeks you know there's people mm. aren't gonna have us to listen to unless they want to celebrate our back catalog it's true so like, what else i thought maybe we'd go in a round and uh you know talk about podcasts we listen to so who wants to take this who wants to take this this podcast ball off me pointing it i'll, I'll, sure I'll, I'll take I'm, the I'm ball throwing the podcast ball <laughs> to you. the uh, microphone um i'm a big fan of podcasts i've got a whole list but i'll i'll, I'll shut them down to my favorites my it. absolute favorite mm-hmm. podcast i always heard one about is called no such thing as a fish i don't know if you come across it um I've heard of it yeah. i just started listening to that yesterday so yeah. good H- how many um, episodes is it in so far it's probably in its hundred and something 143 is the most recent one um oh. so it's been going out for a while it's got quite popular now i think but um it's uh the the concept being it's brought to you by the qi elves so the researchers are researchers for qi um and oh, okay. it's kind of the four four of the main researchers and they uh they sit around a table much like like we do um but they bring their their four their their well their one fi- favorite fact each from the last week mm-hmm. and then they will sit and discuss it um and it's very amusing and also very interesting is this just a fact that they'll have heard um, or they'll during that week or, or something that's recently I guess because they're uh, I guess well it'll be more things that just found out that they've read because they're they're researchers for QI so things they've stumbled oh, across okay. in their work week they've gone oh that's really cool um, some an example uh, from this week's episode was to do with Big Ben if you uh, if you stand next to Big Ben on Westminster Bridge mm-hmm. and uh, so the BBC have got a microphone in Big Ben and if you I knew it. Uh, yeah, and so so at six o'clock they do the bongs through the, the radio, um, and if you stand on Westminster Bridge with an FM radio and listen to the bongs on the rest FM radio whilst looking at Big Ben, mm-hmm. you will hear the bongs on the radio marginally quicker than you actually hear it from the tower because oh. FM radio waves are so much faster than audible um, sound waves, <laughs> which is a, which is just ridiculous. That's it's, really weird. It's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So things like that, that, that and then, then then they'll go off and they'll discuss it for ten minutes about. Or they'll go off on weird tangents and. I, I had a similar favorite. experience today that was telling David about technology being quicker than. Yeah. Physics, <laughs> which is. <Yeah>. That, uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was sat there, um, working on my laptop, but I got some emails pop up saying your package from Amazon has been delivered. <laughs> and uh, I found about it. I, I heard about it through my computer before the person actually brought it to me, handed me the package. That's funny. So, what a brave Amazing. feature! 
How long are the uh, is each episode? It tends to be between about thirty and forty minutes. So yeah. tend to do about ten minutes on each fact. So okay. you know, well worth a listen. Right. Very, okay. very amusing and very interesting. I'll have a look um, at that. Yeah. If you'd be so kind as to pass the podcast ball I'll to David. I'll pass the pulse ho- podcast ball you got to, mime to, it. to <laughs> David. There oh, we go. Catch it. Oh, 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 he dodged it. I have no idea where that podcast ball has gone. All right. Gone for good. What you got for us? Sorry, Adam. No talking about podcasts. I've I've also got a whole list. I think I'm less into podcasts. I used to listen to them a lot while driving, but now I just tend to listen to Spotify. I have nine in my subscription and probably will overlap with some of your choices and probably some of the ones that Sean didn't talk about and maybe some of Adam's choice as well. Um, I kind of want to take Radio Lab because... Yeah. Have it. Take fine. It. <laughs> okay. Strong choice. Let's talk about Radio Lab. Um, it's probably the first kind of proper podcast that I was actually interested in and thought, yeah, I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. listen to that every day. Uh, or every week or however often they come out <laughs> yeah um, the, not remotely every week yeah. to the point that I'm, i get quite excited when it pops up because it's not a weekly thing by any means but it kind of pops up and go, oh it's a new radio lab podcast it's very exciting hmm. i genuinely get excited about it so they they're generally sort of usually quite science-based um or human story-based kind of mm. they kind of pick a whole range of different topics really um and then like you get shorter episodes, which is just about a particular story, and then you get longer ones where they will have three different stories that are all centered around a common theme. Um, and yeah, they just have um, like two hosts kind of talking you through, and then they send off their reporters and they go and do interviews with people. And it's, it's you know, quite high budget and like, very, mm. very interesting and very good mm. storytelling. Yeah. Um, they they're really really good at putting together a story that just captures you and really yeah. wants you to listen to it. Yeah. I think Joe Joe <laughs> and I have discussed in the past that we're yeah. not entirely enthusiastic about their um, production. I guess no, I'm, I, it's not just isolated to us. There's other people I've spoken to about it, but some people are of the opinion the opinion that it might be a bit overproduced. Yeah, uh, starting with the weird oral assault that is the radio lab sort of ident if you like and then going into like they, they, they can't they don't tend to let let guests or the, the people are interviewing finish a whole sentence without interjecting to say who they are or where they're from yeah or, they do they don't they don't like sit down and say so we're talking with such and such from such and such yeah. you will get like out of nowhere just this like voice. half of a sentence from a brand new voice and then the host will interject with this is such and such from such and such. Mm. And then they will continue the sentence. I, I quite like that, though. It's different. It I, is I different. actually quite like that. Um, so I'm going to go against I think opinions. each to their own. Yeah. I, mm. I think there's a few, and I've said this before, there are a few podcasts that do kind of blend into one because I think they do a very similar thing. So yes, Radio Lab's true. one of them. Uh, Invisibilia did it to an extent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 99% Invisible. That's another one I listen to. There's quite a few the NPR ones actually do. Yeah. yeah, I think it's quite yeah. an NPR yeah. thing. Invisibilia is another, if you've heard of Radio Lab but not Invisibilia, then Invisibilia is another kind of similar. They overlap quite well. Yeah. yeah, similar style. Have you heard of this new spin-off podcast they have called More Perfect? Yeah, yes, that one good. 
also really interesting, despite it being about the American legal system, which I know next to nothing about. Well, I think that's partly why it's quite interesting, because it, it informs you a bit about something I do nothing about. But it's actually yeah. very interesting in terms of the justice side and how it all works in America. But equally, it's also quite a, there's, there's a personal story aspect to it in the same way that Radio Lab always has a mm. kind of a protagonist, if you like, um, yeah, to you all their stories. I think they sampled one on Radio Lab the other week, the, mm. the James Batson one. Yeah. Have you heard that yeah. one? Yeah. James Batson. Yeah, that was that was quite interesting. That was about, um, so talking about jury selection mm. and, mm. you know, where you have to, when, when you go into a court of law, you have to declare an interest if you feel that as a juror, this this case has, if you'd be biased in any way. So if you work with the person that's on trial or if you... Or if I, I don't know. For, for some reason, you you have they, they live in the community. They live in the community. The... I don't know. They might just wear a, a t-shirt that annoys you or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And you have to declare and say, "Look, I'm, I'm I can't I can't be objective about this person." Yeah. yeah, but there's also like a rule where you can, as a prosecutor, and I think as defense as well, you can yeah. strike members you from strike the jury. A certain number of jury, jury so, members for no reason, so you don't have to give a yeah. reason. So this particular particular case basically kicked off when there was a black man on trial and the prosecution struck all the black jurors from the jury mm. and, yeah, and yeah. then he got sentenced and he claims that you know it wouldn't have been the case if there was mm. if there's more diversity in the in the jury mm. uh, well, which led them to introduce this batson law mm. which means that you can't you know if, if if it looks like someone's being the, the jury's been sort of pruned in a way based on their race then then the prosecution or the defence rather can object. The opposite side, they can say, yeah, yeah, they can object or... Yeah, but then that that got to this weird point where everyone was just... I think that the writing of the rule was something like you you can't uh, eject someone from the jury unless you give a good reason. No, not even a good reason, just a reason. Yeah. So they could just say something like, oh... They've got a child which is a similar age or... Yeah, or or even just for, for looking looking like the person and i'm sure oh, there was an example it was something something completely with, obscure yeah, and, oh, yeah something to do with masonry or something like that i can't remember but I, uh, there was this ridiculous reason anyway but, but they passed it but yeah that's that's a really interesting one mm. the, o- the other podcast i'm going to mention just because it's completely different Go to all it. of the yeah. <laughs> kind of more serious ones is i'm quite a big fan of the adventure zone mm-hmm. which is um it's sort of a dungeons and dragons podcast it's by um kind of like a family basically uh called the mcelroys so um i think it's there's griffin and justin mcelroy who work for polygon who mm-hmm. are a video game um review site um and then they're joined by um they've got another brother and then their dad as well and sort of Griffin is being the dungeon master or games master for this yeah. this long running Dungeons and Dragons campaign that they're doing, and and the other three are playing these characters. Um, but they they're basically kind of bending the rules and changing the way that you play Dungeons and Dragons to make it more interesting and more about the story. So they're not bothering doing things like you don't have to worry about eating. You don't have to worry about, you know, how many arrows you've got and whether you need to buy more ammunition and stuff for your weapons and that kind of thing. They're just kind of mostly focusing on the story. Making it fun. And the story is actually really, really good. The the sort of the opening prologue was was a bit meh. Mm. Uh, Didn't really grab me. 
um i did keep listening for some reason but it's kind of really gone places <laughs> and just really impressive that this uh that this guy's just kind of weaving this sort of big massive story about tracking down all these ancient artifacts and stuff and he's just kind of like so he's he's set it in a bunch of chapters and the the premise is that there's these kind of world destroying level artifacts that are out there in the world but they've been erased from everybody's memory so nobody can remember anything about them or how they nearly destroyed the world and did, did he they, write this out ahead of time but, yes right yeah so he's i think he he did like the overview of the story and then he writes each chapter before they start playing it right but okay. yeah each chapter is about them kind of hunting down an individual artifact so you've got like one that takes place on a train where like a murder takes place and they're on they're like traveling from one station to another and they've got to kind of solve what's going on before you know before the train reaches its ultimate destination the one they've just done is or at least the one that i've just finished listening to is um about a, t a town that's trapped in a time bubble and there's sort of a groundhog day type thing going on so right. they keep waking up at 11 o'clock and it's called it's called the 11th hour Oh, that's good. Which is a good yeah. title. Because isn't there that game that's set on a train called the Eleventh Hour? So this one, this one was set in like a Western town, right? Um, and yeah, they keep waking up at eleven o'clock, or I think anyway. Um, they basically have an hour before the town is destroyed by this like giant purple worm thing that is <laughs> living <laughs> okay. underneath the town. But every time they die or the town gets destroyed, it rewinds time back to the beginning of the day. So they're trying to, and they don't keep hold of any of the like items they pick up but they learn all of they this know where knowledge they are and stuff and, and they're like trying that. to solve this puzzle by repeatedly going through the same time loop that yeah. sounds good it's sound it's good. very it's very funny and yeah it's good story is it the sort of thing you can just jump into um probably if you were going to jump into it then start they label the the titles of the podcast with chapters so definitely start at the beginning of a chapter okay as i said the first the first kind of opening bit is a bit sort of standard mm. but it does set the tone so i guess maybe jump in at chapter two or three and then if you like it go back to the beginning okay right and uh, length of episodes oh they're fairly lengthy somewhere so, sort of around the hour mark i think okay right i mean you and, and i know lengthy in podcast terms can <laughs> get a bit yeah they break they break each chapter up into multiple different episodes so Okay, then. Right. Maybe I should have another checkbox here. Like, does it have advertising in it? Is there a bit where in the middle of the town they find a loot box crate? <laughs> Something like that. Not in the story, but they do cut away. Okay, that's fair enough. I won't be grudging most that. Parts, free entertainment. Yeah. Adam, what have you got for us? Um, I really like Reply All. Mm -hmm. That's a podcast about the internet which is it's not as boring as it sounds <laughs> uh, like all the story each week is a different story um who is it who does reply all is doesn't he um, it's gimlet media is the company is but i can't remember what they i don't i can't remember the guy's names i'm sure it's a guy who was from something else mm, i don't remember okay but well, yeah like a podcast about so, so the, this is the one that has that the yes yes no segment yeah that's it? right PJ Vote and uh, so Alex yeah. Goldman. Okay. Oh, Alex Goldman's involved in something else. I'm sure there's something like MP a film maybe... or... Ooh, I know that name. Something. Hmm. I I he's involved in a, in a, pod, a podcast world somewhere else. 
Say that name again. Alex Goldman. Alex Goldman. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so each week is a different story, and quite often they'll start the story and you're thinking that how is this related to the internet, but usually at the end it comes back around and somehow they link it to it. Uh, so one of the re- m- one of the ones I've listened to most recently was uh, a, a photographer who'd been getting uh, like really debilita- debilitating migraines like it was they were just like wiping her out like for months at a time sometimes and the, none of the doctors could diagnose what was going on so she she sort of went on this uh like crowd diagnosis website where you kind of put a a ransom on your mm. you put all your um your symptoms your and symptoms your medical and, records yeah. and things you upload them and then you set a bounty on that's them. it yeah uh, <laughs> okay what for correct diagnosis or? yeah because nothing that the doctors were giving her was, was working and it was just putting her out you know it was making her depressed because she couldn't do anything for months at a time but this uh, wasn't something she was doing separately this was part of a, a website that does this did you yeah. say yeah this is a website oh, uh, okay i can't remember what it's called maybe it's just called something like crowd diagnosis or something medical ransom website <laughs> 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 um yeah but uh, eventually she found the answer t- to what was going on. I won't spoil it in case anyone wants to listen, but that's, it was really good. Um, yeah, and all the episodes are different each week. Yeah, and then they've got a section called Yes, Yes, No, where they'll they'll find a, a tweet or a joke from the internet. And quite often the two presenters will understand the joke and the producer doesn't know, doesn't really go on Twitter or the internet, which so he never understands it, hence mm. Yes, Yes, No. So then they attempt to explain the joke to him. So we we talked through on our memes podcast. We referenced and we probably yes. talked about most of the points they covered on the uh, on a Pepe uh, tweet. Uh, yes, that's which, right. Yeah, that's... following on from a reply all discussion, which was really interesting. Yeah, that had a whole bunch of uh, sort of um, yeah lex lexicon surrounding memes and characters. But yeah, you could, you could almost break that down word by word because that one was so dense. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the only one I've listened to actually. Yeah, so mm. I've heard all is good. It. The yes, yes, no is just is a brilliant feature. Yeah, um, but the the general stuff is really interesting as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then as a silly one, I listened to Goosebuds. I know you've had. I've got Goosebuds on my list. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, one of the. It's like it's just. A, I'm gonna call it a sub a subcategory of like gimmick gimmick podcasts. Yeah, if you like, like I know there's one. Uh, that's like top of the podcast charts at the moment uh top of the pods if you like that mm. i just came up with it um that's not what it's called the one i'm thinking of is called um <laughs> like my dad wrote, wrote a porno yeah that's that that's one? a very good one I to that. but this is a similar thing about reading all the goosebumps books isn't it yeah so each like every few weeks they'll all separately read a goose one of the goosebumps books uh and then get together and talk about it but it's just so funny. Uh, the, this is critical analysis of children's books, basically. <laughs> but written by an adult, though. So, you know, there's going to there's be some they, something to critique or, in there. Yeah, they, yeah. they rip on R.L. Stein quite Do a lot. They? Yeah, they really don't like him. Uh, oh, but yeah, him. that's if, you, if you've ever read the Goosebump books, I'd highly recommend that podcast. It's a mm-hmm. great one. Yeah. Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, and four. There's probably a fifth. That's the one that kept coming back. Did they still make them at the moment? I think they do. Because I must, I, I guess, by the la- following on from the last time we talked about Goosebuds, which was months ago, you, they must have run out of material by now. 
Well, I think he's got different sort of. He's got. They've got a series called Fear Street, which is sort of like young adult horror. Oh, okay. I think he he's probably doing something. He's branched into sort of adult, like proper horror books. Well, they just released a Goosebumps film, didn't they? So you they would did imagine with Jack that he, Black in. there might be some kind of reboot of him. I don't know. You never know. Okay. Is R.L. Stein like an actual person, or is it just a ghostwriter? I'll tell you why. It's no, so he good is, having he your is, laptop in front well, of you. Well, part of the, the thing they discuss on this podcast is that um, if you read the Goosebumps books back to back, you can tell which ones are written a ghost written because the style right. of the books changes. So I think he did <laughs> he did write some of them, but I think a lot of the books are ghost written. Yeah, it's Robert Lawrence Stein. Yeah. Although the the Wikipedia says Robert Lawrence Stein, better known by his pen name R. L. Stein, and sometimes known as Jovial Bob Stein. <laughs> that's that's from Goosebuds. <laughs> Is it? Jovial Bob Stein is from oh, Goosebumps. Someone's probably changed that Wikipedia entry because of them. That's funny. <laughs> I'll let the Wikipedia police know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Grass. There, there was the other one about um, where they watched. Um, <laughs> there's that oh, There's that also, the podcasting of watching something you hate yeah. repeatedly. So in the case of, is it the worst idea in the world? Yes. Yes. The worst idea of all time. Worst yeah. idea of all time, which is where a group of friends watch... Uh, grown ups, grown ups two. two. Grown ups two. Having, <laughs> having not seen Grown Ups one, even. <laughs> yeah, so they, they watch, don't even have the context. They watch Grown Ups two every week for a year, oh, wow. and then talk about it. <laughs> I you, I listened to the whole of the first season of that. Did you? I remember yeah. someone saying there was like an episode where one of them had to watch it on his birthday. Which was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's ones where they're like, they've, one of them's been off traveling because I think one of them's a comedian that goes and does shows places. And mm. yeah, who's like, they were watching it over Skype while he sat in this dark, like curtains drawn, sat in this dark hotel room instead of going out and exploring the city that he's staying in. <laughs> he sat there and on his own watching Grown Ups 2. And wasn't it like 6am because of the time difference as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's great. It's have you heard times. of a have you heard of a podcast called Till Death Do Us Blart? No. <laughs> it's is... basically these people have made a pact to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop every Thanksgiving <laughs> until the end of linear time. Which is kind of taking the idea yeah. and really, really running with it. Nice. Um, okay. Um, another one I've got is uh, Hardcore History. Mm. Have you listened oh, to that, that at no. all? Adam? No. I know David's uh, listened to at least a couple of them. Yeah. Um, so um, Dan Carlin, who is, I don't, I guess he's a historian. No, he, well, he very specifically describes himself as like, as not a historian and says he's like a history nerd or something mm. he 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 says i am someone who's interested in history and has at read what, a bunch of books i think at what point do you draw the line i mean at what point is he not not a or does would he become a historian i don't know i don't think he gets paid for it so maybe that's the distinction <laughs> i suppose yeah well he's he's done a series of quite long form podcasts they're probably going to be the longest running episode times on our list yeah probably so uh, the last he's just finished um he's finished a series about uh, i think it was about it king of, in greece well king of kings king of kings it was about the um persian empire basically mm. so it it overlapped with 
Greece and the Spartans and things, mostly because they're the people who, well, Greece is the country that wrote history that has survived. Right, yeah. And there's not a lot of stuff about Persia apart from kind of the Greek point of view. History is written by the victors and all that. Indeed. Yeah, history is written by the people who bothered to write it down while it was happening. <laughs> yeah, or in many cases, several hundred years later. <laughs> yeah, so there is a bit of filling in the blanks, and I have heard some criticism that he does embellish some points, or some points just aren't fact checked, which is fair enough because, as you've said, he, he he disclaims that from the from the outset. But I think what what he's really good at is storytelling. Mm. He's yeah. he's got a real sense of giving dramatic weight to to events. So the the one series that I've listened to in its entirety is his Blueprint for Armageddon series. So that's four or five parts, perhaps, about uh, World War One. Yeah. And each one's about every section's about five hours long. What? Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really really thorough. It takes months between him releasing these parts. Um, But he's got he's got another podcast called Common Sense where he talks about uh, um, sort of the, the political landscape and. And more social things, and he's in every episode. He's mm. he's always saying like, you know, and I know you've been waiting for the next part, and it's coming soon. And but he does, uh, he, you know, he comes through eventually. I think he's he's just finishing the first part of his new series now, although I don't know what it's about. But the blueprint for Armageddon one's very good. It's very yeah. objective. He doesn't, you know, take the side of because a lot of this stuff is written from. You know, oh, the time we beat the Nazis and all this, whereas this is a lot more. Not the and Nazis in World War One, but yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but uh, I think maybe that might be just something that's specific to World War One because I think it was, uh, in many ways, such an aimless kind of futile yeah. thing that it's a lot easier to be objective about it. Mm, yeah, right? the blueprint for Armageddon one. I think I think you told me about it, and that was... Mm-hmm. I listened to the whole of that, and that got me subscribed to his his uh, yeah Hardcore History podcast. Mm, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's very good. That's more of a more of a, uh, a learning kind of um, knowledge-based one. Mm. There's one as well I haven't listened to, but I've heard a lot about online called Song Exploder, which strikes me as the sort of thing that you might like, Adam. Have you heard of that one? No. Right. So from the website, um, oh well, this is from a, a, an AMA that he did on on Reddit, where he says, uh, "This January, I started a podcast called Song Exploder, where musicians take apart their songs and piece by piece tell the story of how they were made. So they usually pick a mm. song. So a couple of episodes ago, they did one about." Um, one of these songs from the Arrival soundtrack, mm. Heptapod B. Yeah. And uh, they go through all the different layers of the track and talk about, you know, what this symbolic elements, uh, you know, why they chose to compose it that way. Right. Sounds really it's interesting. It, yeah, yeah interesting. which is someone who yeah. doesn't really have a deep appreciation for music. You, you can, you can listen to the song. It's you kind know, of deconstructs you hear, it. For yeah, you, you can deconstruct yeah. it. Or you could look at a certain, a certain uh, track on it, a certain, instrument mm. and think wow i didn't even realize that was there mm. you know when you listen to a song hundreds of times and only then you start to pick up on hang on it's a piano in the background <laughs> kind <laughs> of thing. harpsichord yeah why not and uh, the only other podcast i'll mention is welcome to night vale see i keep i, I keep tr- thinking about yeah. trying that i tried it for a while i'll be honest with you i, I didn't subscribe to it in the end it's very off the wall it's it is very of, off the wall it's presented as like the news segment for this this dusty like american town and it's kind of a little bit uh lovecraftian mm. it's it's oddball in every sense 
It's uh, popular, I, though, isn't it? It's very popular, yeah. And they've just started a new one called, is it The Night Circus? Yeah. Something, something about series? The Night Circus, something like that, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, it's more of a, a radio play, mm. radio drama. But they have mm. some funny gimmicks, like there's one episode where uh, he, there's, there's, there's a monster roaming around and it's presented like an informational bulletin saying like, warning, do not be out of your house. There's a there's Is that a the one where you around. can only have one headphone at a time or something? Yeah, yeah. so it does one. this yeah. thing where it only pumps audio through either the left or right ear. And it does stuff like because we need to keep a we need to keep an ear out for the beast because the beast is going to kill somebody tonight. <laughs> yeah, and then for whatever reason, he, and he like says, "Okay, well, it's just occurred to me that it could be sneaking up on your left because the audio is coming out of your left ear. So quickly, change earbuds now." And then it's jump the audio jumps, <laughs> jumps to the right. Then at some point he's like, okay, I've just heard that the beast has killed someone, so you're probably safe for tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. It um, is good. But it but it is it's it's an unusual it, format. It's, it's good, but it's yeah. It is is I don't I don't I have no idea what I think about it. It's one of those ones I I, I listened to it for quite a quite mm. a few episodes. I think Mara Wilson voices someone in it. Mm. I yeah, I wanna say she tweets about it a lot. Yeah. The girl of formerly Matilda fame. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And now, occasional it. voice actress, yeah, and yeah. author. She's written a book. She's tweeting a lot. I follow her on Twitter, and she is tweeting a lot about her book. Right. <laughs> okay. Got to push that book. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll throw one more. Go if for it. it. I feel like we've got a gap for. I've got a podcast, one more, but it's going to it's going to okay. segue into. Fair enough. Into I feel like I've got a. Uh, I've got a one that fills the gap we've not got, which is the kind of the five to ten minute podcast, which okay. is called StoryCore, and generally their their podcast the. 10 minutes or so but it's very interesting so they've historical they they collect stories from around mainly america but they're, they're branching out and okay. basically they've got these recording booths that they put up and then they get people to interview each other um so the the idea of being that they collect um generations worth of stories and they they keep them on record and then they kind of trawl through them and they put podcasts together or you can go and listen to them on mm one of the, a website i can't remember what it, what it is but you get some really amazing stories of people who've done some incredible things condensed into really short things and kind of curated and it's a very 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 moving generally very moving podcast oh, right. but it's kind of it's only kind of 10 minutes long generally sometimes i do a slightly longer one but generally it's kind of 10 minutes ish and you might get two or three little stories in there that's quite um, good for yeah to get you emotionally invested in five to ten minutes. yeah absolutely yeah what was that called again sorry story core story and then c-o-r-p-s story core okay yeah. the last one that i've got to mention is and uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention this i don't know if you know about it david is um let me find it my brother my brother and me yeah so i've i've heard of it it's a McElroy, another brothers, McElroy joint, another Ma- McElroy joint. But I've never actually listened to it. Mm. So that's about three brothers, and it's basically advice giving. So people write in with their problems, and they they sit, they 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 hold court and and discuss these things, um, and then sometimes go to uh, ya- Yahoo Answers <laughs> to answer <laughs> questions on there. I thought in the in the same vein, I went and I pulled a couple of questions uh, just because you know I thought we could maybe answer them, give some give some opinions. You know, we can do it. It's easy, Being right? So here I've, I scoured I scoured YouTube uh, Yahoo Answers for a good ten minutes. <laughs> so here's uh, first question is, and these these are all n- none of these had answers at the time that I looked at them. Okay, so the first one. Mm. Should I lie about my political beliefs to get a good grade on my paper? 
I'm taking a, poli- a politics class in college and my professor is beyond a liberal and I'm a Republican supporter. And she told us to write a paper talking about our beliefs and what we think would America be- uh, would benefit America the most. So should I lie and say I'm a liberal because I feel like she'll fail me if I say I'm a Republican? Ooh. I would be hypocritical if I said no here because I used to do that. <laughs> not to, not <laughs> politically, but uh, I used to read my tutors books mm. on the subject we were studying and then copy their opinions and put it in <laughs> <laughs> it worked it definitely worked look yeah. at you now <laughs> mixing the sound on the podcast it's, it's, it's one of those ones where you think you'd hope that in academia that people would be good at being objective but mm. unfortunately we are all human aren't we and That's it's not it's, it's not always that that cut and dry however i would just Mm-hmm. F- from principles i'd like to say no but I, I i can definitely see the temptation i think my my follow-on questions are have, is does your professor already know your beliefs because if you suddenly turn around and start <laughs> writing about yeah, something yeah, i think that's going to backfire on you yeah. and also how important is this paper yeah yeah that's a good point um <laughs> i refreshed it a couple of minutes later and there was a response Oh, it made me laugh. The, the, the response said, well, this is the dilemma. you got to sell out to get the good grades these days. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> changing their political opinion to get good grades on papers. Okay, <laughs> uh, question number two. Ideas for tattoos. I've always wanted writings of a quote, phrase, or word that isn't cheesy tattooed in a certain font. Um, I will ov- obviously put my own stamp and change any bits, but any ideas that isn't at all cheesy or cringe like tattoos, like love, loyal. Uh, loyalty, love, laugh, tattoo ideas. May the force be with you. It's good. <laughs> timeless, <laughs> timeless. Tying so, it back around to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew someone who um, who got like a gamer tag tattoo. Wow. Yeah. Which I thought would be a bit of a problem for in the future if you if you uh, if there was a new service that came up like Steam Two or something mm. like that, and you go to take your name, but it's already taken. Yeah, as long as you could put just put some numbers on the end or something, like you could just tag your numbers on the end. That's true. Your so if if your tag. if your gamer tag is Super Gamer eighty eight, mm. then you have to register Super Gamer eighty eight eight and then get another eight tattooed onto <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, true. Just keep it going until it's this long alphanumeric <laughs> number, <laughs> completely obscure. It could double readable. up as a password as well. <laughs> Although not? maybe not quite so much if you. <laughs> Does anyone else put their toast back into the toaster once they've put spread on it? No. No. Mm, Move on. Probably some people, but (laughs) not on this table. Presumably that would be a bit of a hazard because then you've got liquids if it starts dripping. I know somebody that we went to school with who said that they had tried to make cheese on toast in the toaster Mm. and then like told me that apparently the best way to do that was to turn the toaster sideways because they had not turned the toaster sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can get these little bags that you put your toasty uh, oh, yeah. in that you then put into the toaster and you can do it that way. So if you're... Yeah, yeah. that's true. One way to do it. If, you, if you're lacking a grill, go and get <laughs> some little bags that you can toast them in. If you feel like doing something that's a bit messier as well, uh, my wife's got something called a Diablo. And it's like a... Uh, it's kind of like... Uh, a, a clamp an iron clamp that's in the shape of um like a pie at the top so you put you smush a bit of bread on one side smush a bit of bread on the other fill it with cheese beans whatever clamp it leave it in the oven for uh, no leave it over a over a hob for mm. however long 
and then you get this nice little toasty thing with stuff inside. I feel like that's just a toasty maker, though, isn't it? I have one of those. But it's pie-shaped. I suppose so. Yeah, well, it's like a discus shape. Mm, I can't think of a better way to put it. Does that sound cool? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. It's it's a nightmare to clean, though, and that's the problem with these things. You use them once, and then you think, oh, this is a lot of effort. There is a toasty machine in the in the kitchen where we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not recording in the kitchen. In the kitchen <laughs> of the building we're recording in that has not been used for, I'm going to say, a couple of years mm. and that was not cleaned after it was last <laughs> oh. used. Oh, yeah. I don't, woe betide anyone who opens that. Yeah. Okay. Last question. How should I cook one full carrot in the microwave? My microwave is 1,100 microwave watts. Basically, I just want to eat one full carrot for a snack. And I heard it's better that if the carrot was steamed or cooked a little because it brings out more of the flavor and nutrition. How should I cook one full carrot in the microwave? In a bowl? If you're going to steam it, there might be a way to do that. Put it in Like put it in with a bowl of water. Okay. Okay, I've got it. Put it in a (laughs) sieve. Put the sieve over a bowl of water so it's not touching. Okay, and then yeah. turn the microwave on so it steams the carrot. Is this it a needs plastic, plastic sieve, sieve yeah. because well, a metal sieve is going to yeah. arc like crazy. Yeah. Maybe maybe a colander. colander. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a colander as well is going to be wider because the problem with most sieves, I think you'll find, is that a, a, a reasonable sized carrot will overhang over the side. So you might have a nice steamy middle of the carrot, but the ends will be rock hard. The thing, the thing to watch for with that as well is microwaves have this interesting feature where so if you're making coffee or boiling water or something in a microwave um the the bubbles that form in boiling water tend to Mm. form around sort of bits of dirt or you know stuff Mm. impurities in the water basically yeah Yeah. Um, and when you're boiling over a hob or something then you know stuff kind of gets churned around and stuff in a microwave, you can often get it where the water's not really churning. It's just kind of like sat in the middle of the plate and it's turning, but it's mm-hmm. not really moving, which means there's no like, there's nothing in the water for those bubbles to form around. So you can get this this thing where you're superheating water. Mm. So you bring water temperature way, way, way above the boiling point, um, but it doesn't actually start boiling because it's got nothing to form bubbles around. Then you reach into the microwave and take it out and then maybe like, pour some coffee granules into it and then What's it suddenly erupts all over yeah. you yeah so but not careful. just 100 degrees yeah, yeah it's like several hundred degrees, degrees yeah. worth of water boiling water exploding when this podcast so, done i'm gonna run upstairs and make sure that uh, we preface our advice with that so yeah just a little bit a little bit of warning about <laughs> heating water in the microwave wasn't that the whole thing about the woman that sued mcdonald's because her coffee was too hot and I think that was the reason because it was well above boiling point. I don't know. It all. I, I don't know. Okay, right. Okay, well, that's everything for that. Before we close, I thought in lieu of a Kickstarter, I did have a Kickstarter, by the way. It was called Smart Duvet, and it was a bed that makes itself. But I didn't do the research because I was too busy with this. A little quiz. Okay, well, so just on. 12 questions, one per month of the year. Um, something that we've covered in the last year. And I'd just like you to see if you can give me the answers for each of them. Wow. What do you mean, wow? I mean, I've got a feeling we're going to fail badly at this and look terrible. Well, I I figured with three of you, it's not going to be be too bad. Are we going to rapid fire this? Yes. We're going to No discussion in between, just answers. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, five seconds. Okay, right. Question one. 
What was the name of the controversial app that lets you rate your interaction with other human beings in a Yelp style? Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> I know this. Mm-hmm. So they caught, caught a lot of flack for it because basically this is exactly what the first episode of the new Black Mirror series turned into. And that is dystopian as... I do is not remember something. No, it's not. Okay. I don't know. P- people. Uh, strong P- start double E. People. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that. Okay. No. Question two. In Beijing in 2014, a cinema rolled out Danmu, directly translated bullet curtain onto its screens. Why was it called this and what did it do? Oh, dear. I'm going to say that this was to stop people throwing stuff at the screen because that is a thing that happens in those cinemas. <laughs> in, in these places. <laughs> uh, Adam, any advance on that? No. It could, I can't remember it. Maybe to do with recording of Oh, yeah. Was it, to, was it to like stop your record, video recording it? No, it was actually to project messages onto the screen from your mobile. Oh, oh yes, so it's I called, remember. It's called yeah, Bullet yeah. Curtain because it looks like bullets moving around when there's enough text on the screen. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. such an awful idea. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Question three. In March 2016, Lisa Doll challenged Google DeepMind to five rounds of a board game over a few days. Two-part question this. What was the game and what was the final score? Wasn't it um, Go? go? Yeah. It was Go, and it, the score was... Was it best of five? Mm. Wasn't it three, three two? two? To the computer. Off. Yeah. To the, the computer, computer one and it Definitely was go. One. But yeah. I don't remember the exact score. It I'm was four to one, four actually. To one. Um, the computer won the first three. Lee won the fourth game and then the computer beat him again in the mm. fifth. But still, the fact that he beat him once, I always thought was quite incredible because it shows yeah. how close, close mm. they were. Totally. Yeah. Now, question four. Uh, Eugene Gustman passed what test in 2014 to much fanfare? I know this one. Yeah, I figured you might. You might have to. You might Eugene have to Gustman. It was the Turing test. Oh, it was it the was. test of whether or not an AI is indistinguishable from a human, or at mm-hmm. least its behaviour is indistinguishable from a human. And yeah. it was it was a bit debated because I think he was posing as a twelve year old I don't know what thirteen year old yeah uh, Ukrainian yeah, Ukrainian child yeah ah, I don't remember yes. I remember now yeah yeah yes yes they caught him out when they asked you know which is bigger a shoebox or Mount Everest and it couldn't answer okay so question five. <clears throat> In March 2016, Billy L. Nabba's demolition blamed Google Maps for what? Knocking down a house. Which wasn't actually her. The wasn't the one they were house. trying to knock down. They thought it was. A, they used Google Maps to identify a house that wasn't actually her house. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And they brought it to Google Maps' attention, and they did change it. But I think the the fault still very much fell with the <laughs> demolition <permanent>. company. <laughs> Bolting the door, stable door after the stable's been demolished. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, uh, question six cvdazzle.com is a style and fashion website designed to protect you from what? I think I know this one too. Yeah? I think it's facial recognition. Good. Yeah, face detection technology. Yeah. So it encourages you to do all these weird haircuts and makeup to make your face less symmetrical and less easy for face detection technology to identify. Yeah. Number seven, easy one this. Boaty McBoatface <laughs> was the favourite in a poll to determine a new name for an Arctic research vessel. What did it end up being called? 
um, David Attenborough, wasn't David, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah RSS, Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough. Yeah. Shout out to that tweet as well, the one to Oldham Council, who were looking for a new gritter. And they put it out to people asking them to name the new Gritter. <laughs> and somebody came back with the name um, Gritty Gritface by any chance? No, no, oh, no. Okay. But, um, but in the similar vein, uh, Gritsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti Slip Machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's good. Number eight, 2016 saw the return of Robot Wars. Name two of the original house robots that were missing. Oh. That were missing. Ooh. Sergeant oh, I Bash. I haven't seen the new one. Sergeant Bash is one. Was Matilda there? Matilda was there. Uh. Is the one called Razor? He was the one with like did the, the claw the thing claws. on the front, yeah. like claw. Now I'll be honest; these last three, I didn't, I don't recall. Let's give them to you. We got uh, Growler, Mister Psycho, and Cassius Chrome. Okay, never heard of that. Yeah, I've, I remember, I'm, I'm going to say maybe they were from a later series, or I don't I know. I feel like I remember Growler possibly. All yeah. series are valid, surely. Well. <laughs> Question nine. Chicada 3301 is an example of what? ARG. Yep. This yes. guy gets it. Yeah. Did you know that, Sean? I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got one of you at least. <laughs> Another easy one here. Which device had a mass recall in 2016 when units started blowing up? I don't want the exact model. It's the Samsung Note 7? Something 7. Galaxy Note Galaxy Note 7, yeah. Galaxy Note 7. Yeah, they got you. <laughs> number 11 North Korea leaked its top level DNS information this year revealing that the country has how many domains it's like 21 or something I'm going to say it... it's like 57 or something is it 24 I think it's 20 Final something answer. Final answer no okay who's closest uh, Adam is closest if you want to sort of guess around that you're going to lock in with 25? Yeah, I'm locking in 25. No. David? 26. The <laughs> <laughs> answer is 28. Uh. 28, including a culinary website and uh, a website which was the law of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea on the nursing and upbringing of children. Um, yeah, the, the higher numbers was probably because we talked about how Grand Theft Auto 5 has about 80 websites in it. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the final question, my favorite. In 2016, a petition was started to rename Fire Ants to what? Oh, I do. You, were, you, I are, you weren't there, but you, I'm hoping that you listened, Alan. I, I, I think I think it was Spicy Boys. <laughs> it was <laughs> Spicy Boys, which unfortunately oh, did not um, did not, not reach its goal. It got 84,000 supporters, but it needed another 65,000 to reach its goal of 150,000, unfortunately. Sorry, spicy boys. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Never, not to be. Maybe next year. Right, that's everything. That was the Year in Tech from the Unraveling Technology podcast. Uh, if you'd like to email us over Christmas, tell us what Christmas gifts you got. I'm sorry, we didn't even get to what, what's good for Christmas. Nah. But, uh, but hey, as always next year. Um, please uh, send us uh, an email, podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk or send us a tweet at unravelingtech. Visit the blog for lots of helpful articles, tips about computing, and the latest news. And uh, please drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. And uh, Super Mario Run comes out today as well. <laughs> so I'd get that in there as well. So play that. Uh, anyway, from me, uh, David, Sean, and Adam, hey, hey. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And on the count of three, guys, one, two, three, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. goodbye.
Jalapeno. I'm not sure if we're going for a Merry Christmas there. Or <laughs> I was not <laughs> sure. Me- <laughs> Merry bye. Merry bye. Good Christmas. Christmas.